Hey, fitness junkies, it's Dr. Leslie again, coming to you from Sticky Paws Studio. I wanted to share an amazing opportunity with you on Wednesday, August 26th at Lowry's from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. I will be launching my revamped, new and improved Living Your Mastery, a total transformation program. I'm going to be talking about how to create the life that you really want authentically. Yes, all of your dreams, all of your wishes, and your mind, body, soul, abundance, wealth, vitality you can have. So come and join me. I'm looking forward to seeing you there and help you master your life. Hey, all you fitness junkies. This is George with American Medical Wellness. Have you ever thought about being a better you, actually getting in better shape, optimizing your performance in the gym, losing body fat, gaining muscle? We at American Medical Wellness are experts in helping you with all these things. So please give us a call. 702-347-7000 or visit our website at AmericanMedicalWellness.com I keep saying I'll start on Monday and Monday never comes I go on a holiday soon and I really want a bigger bum and a smaller waist Can you help? Look, if you want to come gym come, make sure you put the work in Some want to get fit, some want to get slim Some want to start competing but enough of them just can't stop cheating When their belly is full they're still eating What's up, FitFam? This is Giovanni of Geoslogic, your host of Fitness Junkies. I hope this show meets you in good health and spirits, and if not, I hope it inspires you to do something about it. Well, I'm really a big fan of this guy sitting next to me. Um, I'm actually, I look up to him, and we're peers. Um, he has been in the fitness space all his life, it seems like, and he hasn't changed, meaning his body hasn't changed. Maybe it has changed. Maybe it's gotten better. Um, but um, Clark, great to see you. I'm glad we finally made it in the studio. Brother, I appreciate you very much. Yes. Man. Thanks for having me here today. This is a beautiful studio, first and foremost. Thank you. What an amazing George. Like you, You've got a team yes. that obviously has created this beautiful show that you have, and I'm honored to be here, man. I drove four hours, brother, just to come and be in here today. That's <laughs> nice. what we do. Nice. Yeah, we, we had Clark on the show um, Zoom call-wise a while back. But it's just not the same thing. Energy, it's so important to have you in the studio. Um, and I've got so much to ask you about. But every person that sits in that chair has a fitness journey. And we can go all the way back to when it first started with you. I know you've been in sports because all the cool sports things you do along with your training is, is so interesting. So let's go back to the beginning and how you got into fitness. So I think... You know, there's two answers to what I do. One is the spiritual one. Like, I believe I was created to be sitting here in this moment right now. And I was created to do all of the really cool things that I have the privilege of doing. Probably like you feel the same way. Like, you know, this is what you're meant to be doing. I can feel that energy. You know, when you're around somebody, they're kind of doing it as a job. They're phoning it in. They're not being authentic. And the other part is I, I saw the need in the industry for somebody like myself. But to go back, you know, I grew up in Canton, Ohio, home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I was, you know, a kid that played sports growing up and went into the Marine Corps at age 17 because I wanted a challenge. I wanted to find the most physical thing I could do because my goal wasn't necessarily to stay in Canton, Ohio and work the normal job there. Not that there's anything wrong with that. 
you know, Timken roller bearing Republic steel is typically where guys go. You know, Mm -hmm. I was in a vocational high school. I did sheet metal. So my path was leading me in that direction. But like I said, there was something inside of me that I didn't really know what it was at the time, but it was like this calling and this purpose that wasn't meant to stay in Canton, Ohio. Okay. So the Marine Corps was my only path. I saw a, a dress blues uniform in the cafeteria one day. It caught my eye. <laughs> I refer to it as a pattern interrupt. That's our language we use today, right? Mm. The pattern interrupt that I needed at that time at 17. I was like, whoa, look at that. I want to be that dude. The uniform, (laughs) the body language, the energy, the discipline, all of what I saw in that moment, I had to have it. So that really got me on the next course of physicality. I rose up through the ranks because I was a physical guy, didn't back down from the challenges. It was like if there was something to be done, I'd raise my hand. And then I got into the gym business, and then the gym business got me into bodybuilding. Bodybuilding got me into the magazines. The magazines got me into movies. Movies got me, you know, just, it's this evolution. Right, right. That's it. That's awesome. So talk to me about the interrupt. So you had one in high school, and then did you have another one that kind of, after the service, that, that kind of got you into the gym world? Because... I'm going to guess you're a genetic freak, and I know I'm going to, hopefully George has that video queued up um, about how you're still a genetic freak, but was there something that sent you down the the bodybuilding path? Ernie Miller, 1988 in Family Fitness Center. So when I got out of the Marine Corps, I went to work for Family Fitness Center, which is now 24-hour fitness. So I'm there one day, I just got promoted from being a regular sales guy to a manager of a gym in Escondido, California, where I now live. And I remember on the way out there, I thought, I'll never live in this town. It's so hot, there's nothing to do. You know, I was on the beach at the time, right? out of the Marine Corps, living the life, managing a gym, making money, all that sort of thing. So I end up in this small gym in Escondido, and I met this dude by the name of Ernie Miller. Jacked black dude, man, one of my best friends to this day. Oh, cool. He calls me CB. He says, CB, you need to compete. I said, what do you mean I need to compete? He's like, you need to be a bodybuilder. You've got the body for this. So I was, again, just coming out of the Marine Corps. I played rugby. I was fit. I lifted, but I wasn't trying to be a bodybuilder because I didn't think girls liked bodybuilders. That was my number one goal. I just wanted to, you know, go out with as many girls as possible. (laughs) So CB, you need to do a show. So he gets me in a show. And I end up winning the whole thing. It was the 1988 Muscle Mania. The Muscle Mania is now a big deal. Right. I fully believe that Luzwick got the name for Muscle Mania from me because after I went won that show, Luzwick contacted me and said, "Hey, do you have any pictures? We have a show called American Muscle Magazine. We're thinking about featuring you on that." So I sent Luzwick a photo that said middleweight and overall winner, 1988 Muscle Mania. Then suddenly out of the blue, this thing called the Muscle Mania show ends up being a big deal on ESPN and right. all of that sort of stuff. Right. I know for sure that he got that, but it, it wasn't my show. I just won it. Right. A guy right. by the name of Jim Kellogg was the promoter, and it was an NPC show back then. But anyway, yeah, that was the pattern interrupt was Ernie Miller. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, um, how many... Fitness covers have you been on? Have you counted? I know it's a ridiculous number. Probably. Oh, over a hundred, probably. 
120 something. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, tell the people about why you left the uh, gym business, the reality of even getting covers, and how there's really a, not a lot of money in fitness modeling or even com competitive, and why you are where you are now. Yeah. So the gym business served its purpose in my life. I believe we go through chapters and phases of our life where you need to leave things in order to get to the next thing. And that's really what I was able to see in my life. It's like, okay, I'm done with this chapter now. So I learned so much in the gym business. I was exposed to so many smart people, many of whom I'm still friends with, like Ernie, Danny Della Rosa, different people like that, that trained me in sales, trained me in how to just be a good business person and how to really serve people. That's what I learned the most. But it was time for me to move on. And then this opportunity with the magazines came up because I wanted it to. I was backstage at a bodybuilding contest and they were taking photos of another guy. And I'm sitting back there going, why are they not taking photos of me? I look <laughs> as good as him. I'm as fit as him. I think I'm as marketable as him. What can I do to get into that realm now? I want to be a model. I want to be on the magazine covers. So I, I reached out to somebody and ended up getting on the magazines, but you talk about not making any money. So fast forward, dozens and dozens of magazines later, they're hanging in my garage at my house. My kids are starting to get older. Their friends are starting to come around. They see these magazines and the immediate reaction is, wow, you guys must be millionaires. <laughs> Thinking that because of my exposure on magazines, right. we had all of this right. money, which right. you know is not the case. Yeah. Oftentimes people will pay money to get on magazines. Yes. And the most I ever made on a cover of a magazine was actually Bill Phillips paid the most for Muscle Media, which after my first one, I ended up on contract with him and they paid really well. But you got 500 bucks for a Muscle Media, you got two or 300 for a Muscle and Fitness, <laughs> you got nothing for any of the other ones. But I was smart enough to understand that if you had a supplement line or you wanted to promote your podcast in there, you would pay twenty or 30000 for the inside pages of that magazine. So if someone's giving twenty or 30000 to advertise inside, what is the front cover worth? So these guys are putting me on there. I'm not getting paid, but they've just given me an $80,000 or $100,000 advertisement. For your so, brand. For my brand. <laughs> now it's up to me to do something with that. The problem in our industry is the narcissism and the lack of business savvy that comes with being a model. And I'm not saying it's all of them, but especially back then, everybody just wanted on the magazine, but I was smart enough to go, okay, how can I forecast this into the future and create something? I had a brand before fitness brands were brands. Right. <laughs> I hired a guy to brand me oh, wow. back in the 90s, and we came up with America's Most Trusted Fitness Professional, and I came up with my, my mission statement to power, positively and powerfully affect everyone I come into contact with. I did this back in the 90s. No one was doing it. Now everybody's got a brand. Everyone wants a brand. All they're talking about is my brand this, my brand that. I was, I was smart enough to understand back then that like this is what I was going to make my living from. Mm. You know? So nice. that's that. Nice. Um, so... You, you talked about shows. Um, 
how long were you in the competitive side of, of bodybuilding? So 88 was my first show. 97 was my last show. And I probably competed a couple times a year along the way. But every time I did a show, I had a reason for doing it. Like I mm. knew that even if I didn't win, which I only won one show. One overall. The first one. Okay. Every other one, I had second place. Right. I, the worst I ever got was fourth place, but I was competing because I won the overall. I was now in the overall every time I ever competed or in the, the, the novice and open, open division. Right. I was always an open guy. I never, I never competed as a novice. So suddenly I'm in with the big boys that have been right. competing for a long time. Right. So I'm keep competing against guys like, well, in the same show, we weren't in the same class, but Chris Cormier right. in the 19... 89 Palm Springs. I remember me and Chris are backstage. We're walking around. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him because we both knew we were going to do something right. big in the show. He right. ended up winning the whole thing. I, I got second in the light heavyweight. But I was around these Adi Ray. Adi Ray to this day is still looking unbelievably amazing. Mike O'Hearn, that's where I met Mike O'Hearn, was 1989 Natural Mr. California. Okay. So these guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. They were they were the dudes, Legends, man. And I'm yeah. like, what am I doing around yeah. this class of bodybuilder? Right. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to turn it into something that it was it was content. I was turning it into content right. to put it in today's Before language. Content. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. George, do you have that um clip where not that one, the other one where he's uh yes, yes. Um, there we go. I want to talk about this after you run it. Any steroid signs? So we've already done your blood from the lab. We've done your analysis with you. And I've been doing this for over 30 years. The International Olympic Committee called in everywhere in the world. They called Russia to check people to see, you know, if they were doping or not. And uh, you're clean. Say that again? So no steroids. Let's go, people. No TRT, no TOT, no PHP, no PCP, no KGB. <laughs> I mean, another question. It's a good one. I was going to ask him to see any. Um, so you brought up Michael Hearn. You, at how old are you now? Fifty nine. I got to think. I'm like, damn, I'm that old. Yeah, we're both fifty nine. <laughs> um, when I saw that video, one hundred percent, being honest with you, I was like, oh my god. I loved your comment, by the way. It made me feel good because I knew that's what you thought. Yeah. I I could feel the energy behind your response. Right. And I appreciated it. Okay, good. Um, and I know some people like you that um, genetically are gifted. Um, I, I'm not saying by any means it stops there. Right. Because you do the work, you eat well, um, but there's people that don't believe that Michael Hearn is, is natty. Um, they s probably still don't believe that you're natty even after seeing oh, that. Oh, no, they don't. They've already trolled me on that. Video. Right, right. And, I mean, uh, I envy what you've put together, the package you walk around in your daily skin. Um, and I loved how you were talking about it, about your routine, your, your, your sauna, your cold plunge. Um, talk a little bit about um, the natty verse opposed to the people like you and Michael that, that do this and that get chastised for 
for doing it. <laughs> so first of all, you mentioned skin. Let's address the elephant in the room. My skin's got marks all over it right here. I went, I don't know if you watched my live the other day, but I went to this I did. esthetician and she lasered, lasered my skin. And I, I could have put makeup over this, yeah. but I didn't because I'm not hiding from who I am. Yeah, close up on that. I'm not, yeah, there it is. I'm not hiding from who I am or what I do. I want to use all means possible to maintain the most youthful ex existence that I can. And I'm not saying that I will never do TRT. I'm not saying that I've never done steroids. What I'm saying is, and we can talk, let's go deep into this, love man. It, let's go it, deep. Let's it. uncover every freaking thing. <laughs> but anyway, my skin, you know, it's got these burn marks on it. And I didn't want to hide these. I could have put makeup on them and I intentionally didn't hide them because this was a conscious choice that I made to improve some little spots on my skin that were not a problem. Only I saw them. And this lady's like, hey, let me do more. But there's, there's a consequence for that, right? People are living in the body of the consequences of the choices that they made. So mm -hmm. I, I purposely didn't hide any of this because I wanted to make that point that if it, anyone's out there struggling in their body, instead of pointing fingers at someone else, suggesting they're doing something they're not, how about just looking at yourself going, what can I do to improve? Because I'm always going to work to improve myself. Right. And with the comment of me saying, there might come a day when I want to or need to get on TRT because I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just not right for me yet. But here, with respect to what I just said, I, for anyone to think that I'm not going to cash in on that and make a shit ton of money <laughs> endorsing somebody's TRT product is absolutely stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Nice. I am going to ride this freaking thing till I can't ride it anymore, being 100% natural with no additives. I barely do creatine. I just started doing creatine now. I barely started doing vitamins. We can talk about that. Okay. But I'm going to cash in on that when it's time. When mm -hmm. will that time happen? I don't know. So I had also mentioned that, yes, I've done steroids. Back in the 80s, it was a rite of passage. Got it. It was a it. rite of passage, man. I'll never forget the day that I was standing and this guy named Ian, I can't remember his last name, but he was this big powerlifter guy. He brought me over to his apartment. He opens up this, this closet and I see all of this stuff and I instantly got scared and he jabs himself with a needle. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, dude, I'm doing testosterone and DECA. And everyone <laughs> exactly. did test and right. DECA, right? right? That was the thing. So yeah. I did it, right. right? I did it. And I didn't do it till after I did that first contest. Like, okay. because everyone had these dreams that Clark's going to be this big bodybuilder. And I blew up to like 230 pounds. Wow. I was big and I had abs and I was strong. It works. Like there's no doubt about it. But when I got married, my wife and I said, hey, we want to have kids right away. She asked me flat out, are you doing anything? I said, yes. She said, will you get off? I said, yes. And that was the end of it. Okay. So with that being, so there, I just opened up Pandora's box. You can ask me anything you want. Right, right. Wow. Um, so you're good friends with Mike. Yes. Michael Hearn. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know you know you don't really know everything that he does, but what do you think about him and his journey through? I want to get him on the show, but yeah. what is your... I invited him to come today because I knew oh. you'd want to. He's like, hey, I can't leave. I said, okay. dude, just take a freaking road trip with me. <laughs> okay, so with Mike, I'm probably the closest person to him. Mike respects me as a man, as a father, as a businessman, as a husband. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I do 
that's based in integrity. Like my life, I try and be the most integrity guy I can. Like I'm not perfect. I, I don't pretend to be perfect. I was a shitty dude before. I get all that. <laughs> but the older I get, the better I want to get. So Mike respects me. And we all know Mike loves his dogs. We all know Mike loves himself. <laughs> we all, and, and as we should. Yes. So Mike's... Mike one day, actually it wasn't his dog. I, I, I was there when his, a couple of his dogs died. Just jumped in my car, went there. I was there when his mom died. I was there when he broke up in a relationship. And I think it was the relationship breakup. He said, dude, I need to talk to you. So I jumped in my car, rode up there, and it's just me and him. And he's in his most vulnerable state I've ever seen. And he's sitting as far as you are away from me. And I'm looking at him like I'm looking at you right now. I said, you need to tell me, bro. You need to fucking tell me. Can I say that on here? Can yeah. I cuss? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to tell me. I ride and die with you. I get so much bullshit because I have never seen a needle hanging out of your ass. So as, as far right. as you say, I, right. I'm believing yeah. you. He said, Clark, man, listen to me. I grew up the 10th of 10 kids. Everybody in my family was a competitor. I have been trained to do what I do from the time I was, he says, nine years old or whatever he says. Here's what I can say about Mike. I've never seen him miss a meal in 30 plus years that I've known him. Never seen him miss one meal. I've seen him miss a workout, one workout, because he was under so much stress due to something that he and I were involved in in a business deal that went south. And we both, it, it really affected our relationship in a negative way. Mm. Never, I've literally seen him get fed when it was time to eat. <laughs> when he was driving, the alarm to eat goes off and Mona would reach around to give him his food. That's how disciplined this person is. Right. You will never meet a more disciplined person on the planet. I right. promise you that. Right. So with that being said, seeing his photos at age 14, seeing his photos as a senior in high school, seeing his competitive nature throughout life, there are outliers, and I'm not saying liars, outliers meaning there are the Tiger Woods, the Michael Jordans, the phenoms of the world that stand out that everyone says there's no way, yep. only because of their limiting beliefs. Yes. So for someone to think that there's no way I can be drug free. You're just dumb because I'm, it's not, I'm not a big dude. I'm five, eight, 185 pounds. Right. So what? I got abs. Right, right. If you can't have abs at 60, there's something wrong with you. Right. Now I understand Michael Hearn being in question, 280 pounds ripped all the time, just strong as hell lifting weights. Like it's crazy. But my logical mind says, how long can you do that for without it having a negative effect on you? Right. Tendons, muscles being torn, some sign, acne. There's no acne on that guy's body anywhere. No. There's, there's nothing. So him not taking a drug test is up to him. It's yeah. like, you know what? Screw you. Right. I don't need to prove anything to you. Right. His mentality is, you know what? Right. F off. I don't have to sit here because I know that when I do satisfy somebody, I've had four doctors like that. Right. Confirm that I'm drug free. Right. People still troll me and say, you're a liar. That guy lied for you. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's ways to do it. Oh, because you did steroids in 80. I had a guy the other day. Oh, because you did it in 88. I said, dude, what, what year were you born? He said, 1994. I said, I got off before you were born. You mean to tell me you think it's lasted that long? People are just really dumb. I'm just right. going to say it right now. 100. Just, just, and I'm going to look right in the camera. If you think it, you're just stupid. I, I don't care. I really don't care. So with 
one other thing you asked. Oh, genetics. Genetics play a huge part in who I am. Yeah. I was genetically predisposed. So I had to stop playing football at a young age because my quadriceps were over, overdeveloped for the growth platelets in my knees. Oh. So in 1976, 77, I was maybe 14 years old, something like that. I was at football. My, knee, my, my knees hurt so bad I could barely walk. So I go to the orthopedic surgeon. At that time, the remedy wasn't what they have now. The remedy was to put you in two casts in a wheelchair for an entire summer and let your quadriceps atrophy. Oh, shit. That was my option at right. 14. So in lieu of that, I stopped playing football, which was one of my biggest regrets in my entire life. Yeah. It, it really is. And I've never admitted that anywhere before, maybe one other time. But Quarterback? That's, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the biggest <laughs> pains that I have because yeah. my dad died wishing that I would have gone on. He had plans for me. But because of my genetics, that had me. I could have went on and played later on, but I just didn't. You know, I, I didn't. I, I lost it. And then when I went to the Marine Corps, I played rugby and all that sort of stuff. But so here's how I see genetics. Genetics are 20% of the equation. 80% is lifestyle. Yep. Period. Because if there were two Clark Bartrams, the one that stayed in Canton, Ohio, and went to work at the steel mills, mm. and did what... Again, I'm saying this with all due respect. I'm not being demeaning or disrespectful, right. but typically what you would see in a situation like that, they work so hard, they're around heat all day long. Last thing they want to do is go to the gym. Right. So they come home, they eat, and life takes over, so they slowly gain weight. So at the age of 60, that version of Clark Bartram looks nothing like this version of Clark Bartram. And you have the same genetics. That's same genetics. Point. That's same genetics. So there is an alternate universe person of everyone that if you just change your lifestyle, the genetics only factor in 20%, regardless of who you are. Right. Now, there are some situations that are medical and non-lifestyle related mm. that I want to be sensitive to. But the majority of people, right? Like we live in a country, the most advanced, amazing country on the planet, where 75% of men are not just overweight. Obese. Wow. Come on. Yeah. Come That's on. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So a little bit more about you and, and your natty dumb. Um, <laughs> any peptides, any, uh, any other kind of supplements that, that gets you to be as vascular as you are. And, um, a lot of science says that if you take steroids early, it ruins your own system's ability to produce testosterone. How do you answer to that? Like, okay. how does? So the other day, do we are we going to go longer than an hour here? I today? don't know. Can we, we go as long to. as we want? I, because I, I want to go deep into this because I'm tired of the, the bullshit. Yeah, let's so, go. So the vascularity. I had a guy troll me the other day, and. I give these trolls my phone number. I say, call me, let's talk. Because by the time we're done talking, if you're a rational human being and, and you understand logic and reason and science, and you're not just saying things that you hear, you'll like me. So this guy ends up calling me. So we talk. He goes, dude, 
there's no way that you can have the vascularity you have without being on steroids. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Come on, man. You think that is the telltale sign? I've been vascular. My wife is vascular. Right. My wife complains that you can see the veins in her hands and in her arms. Yeah. I don't like these veins. So my wife's on TRT? Come on, bro. <laughs> then the other thing was, if you have caps on your shoulder, that's a sign that you're on TRT. Oh, God. So I said, those are your only two things. Well, no, you're 60 and you have abs. Well, my buddy said, I said, tell your buddy to shut up first and foremost. <laughs> He's dumb. And this is going to be a continuing theme that I say how, how stupid people are regarding this subject matter. So he ended up liking me. He wanted to buy my program. I didn't let him because he's only 30-year-old. I said, you don't qualify. Right. So that, so your question with Natty, and what was the specific question again? I got on a tangent about being, oh, peptides. Yes. No. Okay. No peptides, no nothing. I just said I just barely started doing creatine. I have my own supplement line. Okay. I didn't even take my own creatine. The reason I got on creatine recently, first of all, there's a lot of research behind it and it does more than just build your muscle. There's cognitive, there's yes. gut health, yes. all sorts of other stuff that I'm interested in, AKA the burns on my face. Yes. I want to start working from the inside out. That's why we saw my live blood. That's the level of detail I'm going to in order to be maximized, to be fully a functioning human being because the aesthetics are one thing, but the internal function on a cellular level is more important than anything else. So I don't want to ruin any ability that my body has to create its own natural pathways of doing things like testosterone by introducing exogenous forms of anything. Right. But I did the creatine because Doug Grant's son, the guy that did my blood work, absolutely fantastic person, he's prescribing my vitamin A and mineral regimen. You saw recently, I was with Russell Brunson, if you watch my yep. stuff. Yep. Russell Brunson and I launched a program called Unfair Advantage, where the program is, you get your blood work done, we do your supplements for you based upon nutrient gaps that we see. So that's the direction I'm headed. So the next level after I had my blood work done, where he verified, because even Doug said, just like you, Clark, I've always wondered. He used to own Iron Man magazine. <laughs> oh, wow. And his story about me is I knew who you were. And when I bought Iron Man from John Balick and Michael Nevue, your name was in a Rolodex that said, in the event you need someone who's always ready, call this dude. <laughs> right hand of God. That's what nice. he told me. Nice. That was how I built my career. Right. I said, I'm always ready. If Michael Hearn, Frank Seppi, Christian Boving, one of these guys wasn't ready, I was ready. And that's how I got the majority of my covers. So Doug is putting me on, I'm already on my supplements and that's what I'm doing with Russell. We just launched this program. Then I meet Doug's son, Raven, or Braven. He's got a supplement line that has the only instatized creatine available, which when you look at this stuff, it looks like powdered sugar. I pour it in my mouth. I was the first one to ever dry scoop it, apparently. <laughs> Dissolves right away. It's flavored. It's like sour raspberry. Tastes really good. And I like blew up off of it instantly because I, I'm very sensitive to yeah. everything. Yeah. So that's when I started doing vitamins and minerals consistently because now like I'm really into what's going to happen. I have my blood work. There's a, a green, a yellow, and a red column 
Red obviously is clinically bad. I want to fix those. I want to take the yellow and make them green. I'm in competition with other guys like, let's see who can get the green first. Right, right. You know, let's see who can get the most perfect blood first. Right. That's the mission I'm on. So back to the peptide thing. I asked Doug, while we were sitting there doing that video that day, I said, will you take my health care in your hands? I trust you. I want you to rebuild me from the inside out. Now that you have, you know me inside out like nobody else does. You've looked at my blood. He saw things floating between my blood that need fix, some plaque buildup and other things. I'm 60. What do you want? Right, right. So he said, absolutely. He said, how do you feel about peptides? I said, I don't know. How should I feel about pep peptides? Will I be now put in a class of uh, steroid user or he said, absolutely not. A peptide is an amino acid chain. That is it. And we can, we can identify the amino acid chain and attack certain things. So the protocol we will use with you when we do this is from the inside out. Right. I want to work on the longevity factor more than the muscle factor. You're good there. Right. Don't worry about that. If we make you a little leaner, a little bit more muscle, what's that going to matter? You're already gonna, I'm getting on another cover of Iron Man magazine at 60. That's so so I'm still doing That's this. So, so, so if anyone doesn't understand what I just said, you need to watch this over again and listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth because what I'm trying to say is, look, I, I don't have it all figured out and I'm putting my trust in the hands of somebody that I believe can help me based upon evidence, based upon years of experience. You said He said it, 30 years. They've been calling him to look at blood of athletes, high achievers. Right. I want to be in that same category. I want to be a fit 60-year-old that people look at and go, wow. You know, and, and I'm okay being questioned about TRT and all that sort of stuff as long as you do it respectfully. That's all that matters to me. Fair enough. I yeah. get the, the confusion because I'm not normal. You're right. not normal. Right. You're, you're, you're like when you walk through the airport, they look for abnormalities. Right. They look for things, anomalies is what they're looking for in the scanner. Right. Like what stands out here? So they pat your biceps down every time. Right. They pat down your calves or like something's in here. You're like, no, dude, it's just my calf. Right. And, and, and they make comments about you. Why? Because you're an anomaly. Right. Every other person that walks through that damn thing, they go right through because they're the normal, right. they're average, right. Right. they're obese, right. they're what they expect. Geo comes walking through, beep, 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 stuff goes <laughs> off. I'm going to say this. I was proud the other day for no, it, it, and it, it, there was no anomaly there, right. but it, it lit up my crotch. I was like, let's go, let's go. I knew what was in there and it was no anomaly, just, you know, and, and I heard them comment to each other like, Oh shit, here we go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, he goes, You want to go in the back room? Or you want to do it here? I'm like, Do it here. <laughs> He's rubbing me down in front of everybody. I'm like, Yeah, did you see oh, that anomaly? I love, it. I love it. So he said, No peptides for now. So is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. But on the way. So what he's doing is looking at the areas that he wants to improve upon. So a new. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I keep it real, man. I'm going to yeah. fucking tell everything. Okay. So a new situation arose in my life with my prostate. Okay. I went, well, and, and I, I don't know if you saw the reel where I did my prostate exam live. You, oh, no, you see the dude that. shoving the finger up my ass. I mean, you don't see that. Right. But I had my camera on. He didn't know it. You see my face <laughs> looking down. 
and, and while he's sticking his finger in my butt, rubbing my prostate, you see it. It's on my reel, so you can go look for it in there. But he found an anomaly. He found right. something in there that was of concern. Okay. So the next step was, hey, we need you to go get an MRI. So my insurance turned it down. We pushed for it. I got the MRI, went the other day, and they're like, we want you to have a biopsy now. Okay. So it's elevated, and it, it's, it's frustrating, but here I am at an age where that's pretty common. Right. And I'm not Superman. I'm, right. not, I'm not impervious to these sorts of things. Right. I'm just a regular dude with abs. Big deal. Right. So Doug, I told Doug, and all of the energy shifted. He's like, okay, now that I know that, I want to start looking at peptides that can help that, mm. that might be able to shrink inflammation because that's all it is. Right. 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 Maybe there's some cancer cells in there and maybe it's just prostate hyperplasia, which is just inflammation, which most of us get, yeah. right? We wake up a couple times at pee, the prostate swells up. All sickness is rooted in inflammation. Yes. So if he can deal with the inflammation, so now if I said, yeah, I'm on a peptide, instantly yeah. the world would go, that's why you're so buff. I'm like, bitch, it's for my prostate. <laughs> right. It has nothing to do with my right. muscles. Right, right. <laughs> it's so funny. People are so dumb. You're, yeah. you're right. Thank you. You're right. Um, I, God, that you brought so much up just now. Um, but what I want to talk about, um, I'm a, kind of on the journey you are. It's funny. We have the same car. Hold up, same We're car. both 59. Um, so we we're definitely in the same generation. Both handsome as hell. And buff. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm in in the process of Benjamin buttoning myself as well. Um, I want to look as good as I feel. Um, so it's really important to me. I've got a sponsor, American Medical Wellness, um, uh, MD Spa. I do Dexafit. They're a sponsor as well. Um, so I'm constantly monitoring my blood. Um, my body fat percentage, things like you said, only the one, two, or three percent of us people at our age are doing, and we want to encourage people to do that more. But specifically, I want to talk about the outside because I agree you got to work from the inside out. But the outside and like the work that you have done, I've had some filler put in, I've had some some laser on my skin as well. Um, and it makes me feel better and it, it makes me feel, it makes me feel, uh, more like it makes me look more like I feel. And, and how do you kind of put that in perspective in the men you, um, coach, how do you kind of yeah. talk to them about that? So I love your honesty about that because yeah. most guys are not telling you. Look, yes. we're, we're just getting real as real can be. This could be the realest podcast that's ever been on the fitness <laughs> junkies. So what I want to do now is explore so many different modalities for the men that come to me for coaching. I lead from my feet, not from the seat. So if I'm going to say, hey, go do this, I've already done it. If I say get on the treadmill twice a day, I'm already on my second treadmill or stairs or whatever it is that I'm... If I say fast for 30 days, I just did Ramadan with my Muslim buddies. <laughs> right. I've not, I, so I just went to Tijuana, Mexico, and I had stem cells done on my face. So That's they my do. Next step. Yeah. So you need a place. I got a spot in Mexico. We can okay. go down there, VIP treatment. But they do a little micro needling and then they pour stem cells on it. The guy said to me, you need filler here. I said, no filler. I don't want any filler. I didn't want to go that route because I didn't want to leave looking different like structurally right i wanted to leave looking different vibrantly right like energetically skin wise 
I've not, I don't do Botox. The one time I did Botox, I was speaking at a high school and I said, you can ask me any question you want. And this kid, he said, Hey, Hey, uh, you do Botox. I'm like, man, yeah, I did. I'll never do it again <laughs> because it was all jacked up. It looked weird. And I just think, Hi, fitness junkies. It's Dr. Leslie again. I'm coming to you from the Sticky Paws studio where I film my podcast. I wanted to bring you an opportunity that is out of this world. I have launched my Living Your Mastery Total Transformation program where I create the life that you've always wanted authentically. Yes, everything that you want and desire you can have and I have the program for you. I've partnered with MD Spa by Trim Care to help facilitate the physical transformation aspect of my program. We offer everything from aesthetics, regenerative medicine, primary care, weight loss, really everything. You name it, we've got it. You can contact them at 702-718-7888 and just let them know that Fitness Junkies sent you. Hey, fitness junkies. This is George Majorano with American Medical Wellness. We are experienced in male and female hormone optimization, peptide therapy, stem cell therapy, and IV therapy. If you're looking to improve your health and wellness, please give us a call 702-347-7000 or visit our website, AmericanMedicalWellness.com. That's fine for now. My wife has parties at the house all the time. They're like, hey, you want Botox? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> So like you, I want to explore all of the advances that we have in medicine today. There are lasers everywhere. There are, there are different things. So the next thing I'm going to do with Jennifer, she had mentioned in the live that she has some outside or inside out facelift that she does with some sort of laser. I'm going to get microdermabrasion. I just, I just got that at MD Spa. What's it called again, George? uh yeah it's it's an abrasion mike uh opus 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 okay. yeah. yeah and it's 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 basically it's sound waves that okay. go in and activate your collagen that and so it's not anything foreign to right. your skin it's not injection it's it's activating your own collagen to to become more full right and that's what happens as we age on a cellular level they just start stop operating the same way they did when we were at our peak or our prime right but there are ways that we can stimulate that production. Stem cell therapy is one, and these different types of modalities with these machines, like eighty, ninety thousand dollar machines, that we once thought were quackery. Like this girl does. My wife is actually going today. Some cool laser sculpting or cool sculpting for cellulite. Mm -hmm. She said, "Clark, I am a personal trainer. I used to cry." snake oil salesman at all of that stuff. <laughs> right. I do it now. I see the difference in people like this stuff really works. Yeah. Why? If you have the money, if you have the desire. And another thing that I get with people is like, Clark, you're just getting old. Deal with it. And I'm like, no, it's my life. Let me, let me deal with my life how I want to. 100. I don't run around telling other people, Hey, don't go jack off on porn or whatever the hell right. you're doing. You right. know what I mean? Right. If I want to do that, I'm going to do that too. You know what I mean? My <laughs> business. <laughs> That's great. People. That's great. Um, George is over there like, damn, this dude's something else. I mean, damn. So, <laughs> jerking off part got me. <laughs> so your coaching, training business, um, and, and I know you probably train women as well, but it's it, mainly men focus. And there's a lot of... Um, stuff going on right now with the youth of America with this manosphere and what makes a high value man and whether it's you're six feet tall or you make six figures a year or you're fit um, you're dealing with men that um, are I think 
in their 40s or older and um, telling them you don't have to accept where you are now. You still can make a big change. And what do you think about what makes a quality man and your whole business of, of helping men? So I do not train women. Okay. And I refer women out to my friend Stacy, who's going to come here on your podcast, yes. or uh, Natalie Jill, who's my partner in Unfair Advantage. So the men that I coach are men over 50. They're typically high earners. They've achieved everything in business. They've sold their businesses for $100 million. They've got all the money. They've got the houses, the cars. Maybe they're on the same marriage. Maybe they're on another one. Maybe they just recently divorced. But they have everything but the body. And that's really the approach they come at me with. Clark, I've achieved everything, but I've gained 50 pounds along the way. I was a college athlete. You know, I, we've heard a million stories right. along the way. So these guys want the body, so they're willing to do anything. My approach isn't what they think it's going to be. So say, for example, you hire me to be your coach, which I do everything online. I've got guys all around the world. We do a Zoom call intake. I never talk to you about fitness on that call. <laughs> I, I don't say anything about the treadmill or eating white fish and asparagus or any of the stuff <laughs> that you already know. Right. Because by the time you're over 50, you got to me, you've been with the trainers, you've done every ebook, you've bought the $97 BS online, and you see me long enough talking like this. You're like, I like this dude. I hated him at first, but I can see he's real. <laughs> I can see he's consistent. He ain't going anywhere. Let me reach out to him. Then when we have the conversation, they're like, dude, I really like you because. Like I stated from the beginning, God created me to do what I do. There's no question in my mind. So I consider myself a servant leader. Mm. I serve these men. Mm. They pay me a lot of money, and they get a lot more in return. My dad taught me when I was young. He was a cash register salesman. He said, son, regardless of who's on the other side of that door, whether it was a convenience store or the Elks Club or whatever, and he was servicing their cash register, he said, if they pay me for a service, I need to outperform whatever they paid me for that service. Mm. That's how you do business. Do you understand me, son? Boy, boy. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I sir to my dad till the day he died. I will take that forever. And I say it every single time in honor of my dad. So I'm a servant leader to these men. I don't talk about treadmills and all that sort of stuff. I talk about all of the other things that have really caused them to manifest the body that they have. Mm. It's the other things i can i have this ability to hear between the lines mm. and you let someone talk long enough they're going to tell on themselves all you got to do is listen <laughs> and then you say this is what i heard right and if we can address this i promise you it will do that and they're like wow and a lot of these guys are like i said ceos so this kind of angle that i've come with them at is you know what's really funny to me i'm gonna pretend you're one of my clients you know what's really funny to me geo you're telling me all the success you've had in business. You're a CEO. You run all these companies and all these people, but you can't be the CEO of your own body. That blows me away. Ooh. I, don't <laughs> I don't understand how you can do what you did in business. You just sold your company for $100 million because you were so great at what you did, but you cannot run your Ooh. own life. That gets him, I'm sure. That's the close. <laughs> They're like, dude, I've never heard it that way before. Right. But it just makes so much sense to me. Right. So now I've shifted their thinking to, oh, now he's challenged. He's like, oh, fuck you, right. I can do this. Right. Let's go. Right. And I'm just going to manage you along the way. You know what to do. I literally, I could show you on my phone, on WhatsApps, 
like three guys this morning who are that guy. Right. $100 million dudes, $200 million dudes, guys that run massive corporations. My last guy, he said, Clark, I just went to a meeting when he hired me. He said, Clark, I just went to a meeting and I could hear the younger guys saying, I don't know if he's going to be around too much longer. Look at him. And I said, I don't blame them because the way you look, you look like you're about to die. Wow. We need to do something today. And I hit him with the CEO thing and it changed him. I could play messages right now. <laughs> like I get them every day of my life. Guys wow. saying, thank you for helping me shift the way I think about this. It's not as hard as I made it. So the whole treadmill and all that other stuff, that's easy. So that's why my program is called Maximized Man Elite. Be a good husband. Be a good father. Be a good business person. Be a good friend. Be someone that shows up on time. Be that guy. You know what I did in the parking lot before I came in here? I was pissed over a business deal. Someone's stealing some money from me right now. And my, my energy was, was bad. I sat out there for 10 minutes and shifted my energy because I owe you my best energy. You don't deserve what I was dealing with out there drug in here. So wow. for 10 minutes out there, I sat in my car. You're Clark Bartram. You got a gift. You're smart. You're funny. You're witty. You got information. Let's go. If, if anyone could watch me and see me, they'd think that dude's losing his mind right now. But I'm not losing my mind. I'm getting it. It's like right. Rocky Three. Right. No, he's getting mad. Right. He's getting mad. Right. That's what I do. That's awesome. Plus spit on your mic. <laughs> mindset. 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 And wow, changing their perspective perspective on what it is that we do on a daily basis is so important i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna steal that from you by the way that's amazing um and it it, it is true it's it's the person that's sitting in front of you is a reflection of their behaviors like i said my face <laughs> is a result of the choice that i made to have someone take a laser and burn it right so that's, I didn't hide it for that very reason. So I could make this point, like, look at my face. You know, Clark Bartram is known to be a good looking guy, right? That's my brand. Right. I'm a good looking 60 year old dude. I, I always say, no, I'm just good looking, period. Right. And, and someone's going, oh, listen, to this guy, he's so arrogant. Look, if you don't love yourself, like T.O., I love T.O., man. I love me some me. Believe it. <laughs> People ridiculed that guy for saying that. Right, right. Come on. Yeah. Like, this is what our culture has done to us. Oh, he's so... If you don't love yourself so much right now, how can you be a maximized man and give to your wife and your family? And again, I'll be real transparent, real honest, man. This morning, me and my wife had a little issue at 3 a.m. when I was leaving, like right out of the gate. I'm like, why? Why? You know? Because I knew it was trying to get me off path. But what I needed to do was shift my energy. Mm. Like, and get right. Mm. And, and I made it right on the way up here. And whether I was at fault or it, none of that matters. None of that matters. Ed Milet made a post yesterday, and I loved it. He said, if it doesn't matter five years from now, forget it. Get over it. Wow. And I'm like, you know what? That little tiff this morning ain't going to matter five minutes from now. Truth. Unless I make it Truth. by dwelling on it and not shifting my mindset to something more positive because I knew that Geo on Fitness Junkies deserved the best version of Clark Bartram, and you're getting it, even with the spots on my face. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, wow, that was excellent. Um, so talk a little bit more. Well, let's actually see that video of Clark doing that squat thing. Yeah, there it is. 
by simply dropping down into a deep squat. Once in that position, slide your knees forward until your shins are parallel to the floor. Then staying on your toes, rise fully upright. Staying on your toes, drop down into the position where your shins are once again parallel to the floor. Then simply rock back into the deep squat position and stand back up. Now, iron... I have knee issues and uh, I've had surgery on both knees, twice on one, once on the other. And when I saw that, I was super envious. Um, that is no joke. And you said that was your first time doing that? Were you warm? Were you stretched? Wow. I, don't, I don't. So here's something about me. And this will lead us back to the football stuff. I don't warm up. I don't stretch. I never have. It's never been a part of my training. Okay. I feel like I would be. We hear stories of the old man who was 90 years old. He smoked his whole life. Then he stopped and died, right? <laughs> I would be the guy that if I started stretching and warming up, that something would happen to me. I just never have done it. I've never needed to. I love it. I think most people stretch and warm. Most people's warm up and stretches are longer than my entire workout. <laughs> that was 100. I was just on there and I'm like, I can do this. And I, I, I actually just learned in that moment how to take that sound bite and use the sound bite to do the thing. Right, right, right. I didn't even know. I'm like, oh, what if I push this button? And I pushed it. And I'm like, oh, shit, it played. And I just jumped up real quick. And I always have my phone on a tripod. Okay. Because I'm always shooting content. Right, right, right. So I did it. And I'm like, first attempt, real deal. And the reason I chose to say first attempt was because every time I do a football trick shot, people ask, how many times did that take? Right. <laughs> a lot of times it's my first time. Right. And if it's not, I'll tell you, I'm more proud of the ones that take me three days. Wow. than the ones I do the first time. Because of the determination. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm more impressed with someone who tries and tries and tries yeah. and is consistent and finally makes it. I'm like, wow, that dude really wanted it bad. Yeah. And what I learned, the hardest one I had was kicking the ball off the tee into the basketball hoop. I don't know why that one was so hard for me. <laughs> three days, an average of three to four hours a day, okay, <sighs> And there were football teams coming on, dads watching me, like multiple times they would see me. You made it yet, dude? I'm like, nope, keep, keep going. Right. It was inspiring these people. But the conversation I have with myself walking back and forth, and I always say, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Mm. I'm doing this. Mm. It's going down. And then I well, why do you do this? What's the point? It's like asking an artist, why did they paint? something yeah if you need to ask then you don't deserve an answer <laughs> right. like really it's that right oh you comparing yourself to an artist absolutely yes 100 yes. that's my art that's my thing yes you know because art really oftentimes for people is just it's meditation it's it's an expression of who they are and their creativity i do some creative shit throwing a football around yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I love your content. I love the, the football stuff. Um, let's give people a little bit more of a glimpse into your daily routine. I've heard it on a couple other podcasts, but um, starting from when you wake up on a normal day and your food and your sleep and the whole thing. So I go to bed. It, it starts with when I go to bed. I go to bed at 8 o'clock. Every night. Matter of fact, last night I went to bed at 7.15. Daylight. Still daylight outside. Wow. My wife's like, you're going to bed right now? I said, yeah, I'm getting up at 3. Right. <laughs> so there's nothing else for me to do. My work is done. I'm going to go watch the UFC show. I wanted to see if, 
if Chandler was going to sweep him, and, and so far he's sweeping him. <laughs> Met Michael Chandler the other day, so I'm rooting for him. But I go to bed at 7.15, lay down. Typically, I'm sleeping within five minutes. My wife verifies it every time. Sleep great through the night, even with my prostate. Every once in a while, like the inflammation changes. Sometimes I'll pee more than other times, but I'll wake up without an alarm, never have an alarm. 4.30, 5 o'clock at the latest, I get up, walk out, drink some water, make a coffee. I'll put my Aubon protein in there. This is what we have with the new program, Unfair Advantage. I okay. put that in there. It's a, it's a collagen protein with uh, bone broth. Okay. Put that in my coffee. Don't get on social media. I'll just sit in quiet. Listen to a song, listen to a meditation. I don't have any one thing I do, okay. but I don't do anything negative first. Like okay. the last thing I want to see is somebody ripping me off for money, not doing their job, right. somebody trolling me or whatever. So I, I remain quiet for 15, 20 minutes. And then sometimes I'll eat, sometimes I won't. That protein powder is enough. I'm getting protein in. Take my morning vitamins. And then I'll... Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays, I have clients that come over. They start at 5.30. And then from there... Do you do, do, you do cold plunge? Or? Yeah, yeah. And when does that happen? Uh, that sometimes will happen later in the day. I don't okay. typically do it early, early in the morning. Okay. Okay. I was when I first got it, but okay. I've kind of shifted that because okay. I like to get in the sauna. Okay. So I do sauna, cold plunge, pool. Got it. So then, you know, I'll eat. I'll go to the gym around 8 o'clock, do my training. I go to the gym. I go to a place called The Gym. And, you know, I'll do a body part, a couple body parts, 30 minutes of cardio after that, come home, do some work, eat lunch, Icon Meals sends me my food, eat that. Then I'll usually turn on the sauna. It takes about an hour to heat up to 140 degrees. So by now we're later into the afternoon. I'm doing whatever, just business type stuff, meeting with my team. So I'll jump into the sauna around 5 o'clock, stay in there for 20 minutes, do a live till my phone dies in the sauna, jump in the cold plunge for the, the contrast therapy. That's why I do that, specifically to boost testosterone. Heat shock, get, then get, cold shock. Yep, yep, get rid of toxins. Yep. Just do the stuff you don't want to do. Like who, wants to, like who would go in a sauna here, right? But people still do it. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's the main reason I do those things is to do things that I don't necessarily want to do. And I just believe, <laughs> right. I, I choose to believe that it is boosting my testosterone. Right. Right? That's the first part of the process. Right. You either believe it's going to work or not. And, and, and people will troll me on that. Oh, Clark says, if you believe. Have you ever heard of placebo? Yes. Like you dummy. <laughs> if, if you don't think that belief is the first thing, you really don't understand what it is to be a human. Yeah. You just have no clue. Yeah. So believing is the first step in that. So when I lay in that cold plunge, I am literally telling myself, my cells are doing whatever they need to do in order to activate whatever it needs to activate in order to create the pathway that needs to be created to affect positive change on my testosterone levels, where the majority of the people that we associate with in this world choose to believe that what they see on the internet every man after the age of 30s testosterone is going to go down by one percent every single year look they didn't test me 
They didn't test geo. They didn't test people that lived the lifestyle. They tested regular. They tested the 75% of the population who's what? Obese. There you go. So why would you want to classify yourself in that category? Not that I'm better and you're worse. Don't get me wrong. You need to understand something. I'm purely talking from aesthetics and function and treating your human body the way it was meant to be treated. I always say this. What if there was an apoc- a, a, a zombie apop- apocalypse right now? And we all had to dip out and run. <laughs> There's a hundred of us, and three quarters of them are obese. They get me caught. and you are jumping fences. <laughs> me and you are sprinting when we need to. I remember one time this giant dude came and punched me in my face. This big giant guy was like 400 pounds. I didn't know he was going to hit me, but there was no way he was going to catch me. So he socked me. He didn't knock me out. I ran ahead of him just far enough to talk trash and throw rocks at him. I'm like, you big fat slob, you can't, you can't get me. And right. he chased me and I ran away. That's what I would do in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Everybody else is going to be too slow. They're going to get eaten Lunch up. Whatever zombie, yeah. yeah, whatever zombies do to people. <laughs> I can jump fences. I can climb walls. I can jump over lakes and rivers and swim and, and do all of these things that the people who don't believe that it's possible at whatever age are no longer going to be able to do because their belief in the impossible led them to not do anything that would give them the advantage in a situation like that. Right. Yep. I'm smart. Yeah. I say good stuff. Yeah, you right, do. Right, George? Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, dropping bombs right now. Yeah, where's, yeah. where's Brad Lee with the bomb <laughs> dropping you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you do your cold plunge, Your you do your sauna, your cold plunge, then you're out. Oh, you get into the pool. Yeah, get in the pool. Just sw- float around in the pool. Like I, when I go into the pool, I try and go into this place mentally. Like if we're seventy five percent water, right? When you go into the pool, you're almost going back to what you are. Right. So if you let go of any of the, I'm underwater. I'm holding my breath, and you get calm under the water, especially when it's dark out, bro. When it's dark and I do the sauna, the cold plunge, and then I go into the pool, there's there's something about the change in temperature. When you start warming back up, you feel like one mm. with the water. You feel like you just melt into the water. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so. And then so then after that, you're relaxed. Completely. You're, that's when you have dinner after or it depends yeah i'll eat and you know i i don't <sighs> how many times do you eat a day i don't know whenever i get hungry like everybody asks me do you track your macros i don't even use the word <laughs> i don't i literally don't do you count your calories well if i don't say macros <laughs> i definitely don't count calories right you'll never see me write down a workout i am so like i said i don't warm up and stretch i'm so intuitive with everything that yeah. i do yeah. So when I go into the gym, the number one question you get from a gym bro is, what are you hitting today, dude? Right. I hate that comment. <laughs> what are you hitting today? Well, I don't know what I'm going to work out, whatever I feel like. Really? Come on. So I, <laughs> I get trolled in the gym by people who say, you're done already? And then all I do is pull up my shirt. And, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm very cocky and arrogant at that point for a reason. I'm like, do I need to do more? <laughs> or why are you leaning on the Stairmaster? Because I can, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm still getting lean. I know what's going on in my body. Right. I'm so in tune. Like I could sit here and put blood in that vein just by thinking about it. Right. 
Like I know people, Bruce <laughs> Lee, like there are people that are connected on a level that someone who's not connected on that level will go, this guy's so, you, you're calling everybody else dumb. You're the one that's dumb. I am dumb too. Like I am not one of these people who are suggesting everyone else is. I am a part of that equation of stupid people because there's a lot of stuff I don't know. Right. And I'm, maybe I'm naive to a point where all of what I believe is, is serving me well. I want to stay naive then. If if all of my ignorance is bliss kind of energy is is creating the existence I have, I'm good. Right. I'm good. <laughs> I, I don't want to be informed anymore. I love it. Like I don't want to be going to science and all of this sort of stuff. And I think I know that's why guys connect with me because they're like, dude, I've never talked to anyone like you before. Yeah. You're just so real. You're so honest. But again, I have the, a gift and an ability to connect with these men that I'm called to coach that allows them the space to open up and let me speak to them on a level they've never let anyone speak to them before because they've been the leader. You know, I'm the guy. No one talks to me that way. Right. I'm real with them. I'm like, bro, come on. Right. And they let me because they respect me. Right. Right. So, yeah. So my lifestyle isn't as patterned as probably most of the people that come in here. Right. Right. Um, I'm going to switch topics a little bit here because I want to, um, we, we're living in a world that we didn't grow up in. It, things have changed so much in the last three and a half years that I don't even recognize it anymore. You said you have children. Um, I, I, I don't have children, and I feel for um, men and women um, that have children, especially young children, and bringing them up in this world, whether it's you know mitigating their cell phone use to all this indoctrination that's going on, um, and especially what's going on with women and women's sports. Um, What's your positive spin on that? Because I'm sure you have one, but how do you deal with that? I have great kids. I am a fan of my kids as humans. Nice. They are quality people who I respect the hell out of and learn so much from and appreciate who they are because they're not me. Mm. All of what me and my wife tried to do as a, now this is going to come off crazy to some people when I say this, as a Christian family, I mean, I love God. I'm, I, if, if I were to identify, like since we're going down this road as anything, I would say I'm a Christian man who when I put my head on my pillow at night, I want to know that I pleased my creator. Mm. And I'll say fuck and all that sort of stuff. And people are like, oh my God, he said fuck. Shut the fuck up. I mean, come on. Like, it's a word. Right. It's a word. I've had right. arguments with Christians like, oh my God, really? Really? <laughs> but anyway... I digress. Yes, I digress. <laughs> I had lunch with my daughter the other day, who's 32 years years old, Taylor, and she is, I don't even know that she realizes she's walking in my path. Mm. She coaches women, and she does it through photography and dance. We bought her a camera for graduation, whenever year that was, and she turned it into a profession that she actually makes money from. But above and beyond that, she'll take a woman who has body image issues, say she's overweight, she's a little bit heavier, she would never get in lingerie or anything like that. My daughter will do a boudoir shoot with her, make her feel sexy, beautiful, appreciated, loved, safe, and all of this sort of stuff, take beautiful photos of them, deliver the photos, 
And then all that time they're together, she's coaching them on body image stuff. Because here's what I didn't realize. I gave my daughter body image issues because of the industry I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I found this out later on and it devastated me to the point where I was like, I am so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I had no idea because it was about being perfect all the time. It was about being photographed all the time. It was about being around perfect bodies all the time and all of this sort of stuff. And I didn't know all of these years it was affecting my daughter and we're working through that still mm. now. And we were just the other day. So now she's transcended into another level with dance. She, she does events. She's taken a bunch of women to Joshua Tree and they're going to do like expressive dance and really get them out of their shell because mm. that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so proud of Taylor. She does such good work. And then my son, Mitch, 28, he's a phenomenal human as well. Both of them extremely great athletes. Mitch had a full ride scholarship as a quarterback. He, he sells solar, he trades stock, and he teaches autistic adults. Wow. And that above everything makes me so proud of to see this kid who was the guy in high school you know his number on the wall but after practice seeing him pushing a wheelchair on the track as the guy right in in that just beautiful energy and i was thinking wow i had a part in that process right, right. you know and so did my wife so i'm hopeful i'm, I'm really hopeful because there are signs my business partner danny i'd mentioned he's 25 a quality human so I, I choose to the positive spin part. I choose to look at the ones who are really living their life in a quality way that will positively affect people and not looking at the other ones who might be a little bit off path, according to our judgment of them. You know right, what I mean? Right, who in the hell am I? Right. So I just try and keep things in as tight as possible and only focus on things that are necessary for me. You know, I only have so much bandwidth. Right. And and I choose not to waste any of that bandwidth on anything negative. Good. Like that that includes arguing with my wife. I'm like, listen, we're done with this. And we're not doing this anymore. Nice. I refuse to engage with you on this level. Nice. Like I'm living the rest of my days happy, carefree, lighthearted, and all of that sort of stuff. So That's awesome. That was a great response. <laughs> um your truth. Um so you're doing a lot of Public speaking now is what's is that your also your brand is like getting out and talking to and who's your audience? So I've been speaking for years uh, all around. So my audience is who will ever sit down long enough to listen to me. <laughs> I've been in prisons. I've been in more prisons than I can count. I've been on death row, work release. I've had some unbelievable experiences in prison. That's where I really learned the value of being brutally honest and not trying to pretend like I'm something that I'm not. Mm. Like my brand is truly who Clark Bartram is. And who Clark Bartram is, is a byproduct of Linda Bartram, my mom. I remember watching my mom just say and do things and I would be so embarrassed when I was younger and seeing my dad, how he operated. So I am operating my life in homage to the two of them. My mom's still around. I'm actually gonna probably leave for Canton, Ohio on Saturday to go say goodbye to her. But... That, you know, that's the brand of just being truly, truly authentic in that sense. I can't remember exactly what you asked me about that. About your public speaking. Oh, public so. speaking, yeah. So I'll, I'll go anywhere, but prisons were the main one. 
And I'll, man, I've spoke to Brownie troops, Boy Scout troops, high schools, you name it. I just love using my gift to communicate and some of the other physical attributes that I have that will get people's attention. Mm. So I know when I walk into a room, I, I get the energy up like I do. They call me Clark the Spark. When I walk on the football field, it's like, <laughs> Clark the Spark, he's going to change the energy in the room. Right. And I don't try and do that. It's just it's just a byproduct of me. Who you are. Yeah, yeah like what you it. see is what you get. I don't fake any of this stuff, right. man. I hope that like when I die, I hope that I explode like spontaneous human combustion because <laughs> I'm just so, my cells vibrate on a level right. that we've learned how to Benjamin button ourselves so right. much that my human body can't take it anymore. It's like, <laughs> I'm just going to blow up. And this guy's going to disintegrate in front of a room full of people like, oh, did you see how he went out? That was badass. <laughs> That's great. That's so great. Um, so how do people get connected to your energy? Like what are the different places and 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 how do we how do we tell the men out there how do they get in contact with you and, and get involved yeah if you want to find me you'll find me that's that's the bottom line i mean i'm everywhere if you really want to make a positive change you'll figure it out i'm not sitting here trying to promote anything i wanted to come up here and be with you i wanted your energy that's the truth so the selfish part is I wanted to be around you because the last time I saw you, I'm like, I like this dude. When we were at the gym, <laughs> right. we had two seconds in the back of the gym. I remember it just, I, I can picture it right now in my mind. Right then, I'm like, I got to get back on his podcast, but I don't want to do it Zoom. Yeah. My little brother on the way up, I called him. He said, where are you going? I said, Vegas. He goes, again? <laughs> I said, yeah. He said, what for? I said, I'm going to go do a podcast. He said, can't you do that from a Zoom? I said, yeah, but I don't want to. Yeah. I want to be in the room with this dude. Yeah. If you knew who I was going to go sit next to, you would want to be there too because I'm, I'm taking from you right now. We're exchanging yeah. Like none of neither one of us is getting drained. Right. We're we're fucking getting energized right, right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> George right. is over there like, it's my birthday. Let's Happy birthday fucking to George. Go. <laughs> this is the man podcast I fucking needed, baby. Yes. Happy Let's birthday go. to George. Nice. Thank you. Nice, nice. Um, wow. Um, this was great. This was, I knew it would be great. Actually, you far exceeded my expectations. And yeah, just like your father taught you. Yep. <laughs> Not yep. that we exchanged any money, but like, you know. um, that was, that was really great. And, um, I'm a big fan. I want people to reach out to this guy or at least just watch his content. Um, uh, anything else you want to tell the people before we leave? Yeah. You know, the bottom line with the body and the gift that we have in our human body, I, had a TV show years ago and I tell this story all the time and it's worth repeating because it impacted me so greatly. I had this TV show called American Health and Fitness and I had six of the most beautiful co-hosts on there, beautiful fitness girls. And I had a little girl, little woman by the name of Sally. And some people who've listened to me have heard this story before. Sally was probably four feet, 11 inches tall, maybe 200 pounds, right? So I walk into the wardrobe trailer. On the right are all the hot fitness models changing their clothes. Most men would go that direction. It's just nature yeah. of, of being a man. Yeah, yeah. But I heard them talking. And I heard them saying, oh, these pants make my butt look fat and this and that. And the energy <laughs> was horrible because the majority of women on the planet would literally do anything to be in the bodies that they were in. Right. But they were complaining about the bodies that they were in. Mm. 
So on the left, down the hallway of the trailer, I could smell food and I saw Sally. So I chose to go that direction because I was hungry and I didn't want to be in that energy. So I walked down, I look at Sally and I'm not the tallest guy, I'm 5'8", but I'm looking down at her and I said, Sally, that lunch looks great. And she looked right at me and she said this. She said, Clark, this is the body that God gave me and I'm going to live in it healthy. If everyone takes away that attitude and understands that what we're talking about is not being in a perfect body. What we're talking about is not looking like you did when you were 23 or how you were when you were a college athlete. What we're talking about is understanding that if you've thrown in the towel, you've done yourself a disservice. What we're talking about is you waking up in the morning with an appreciation for the gift of a human body that you have the opportunity to right now change how you look, how you feel in the energy you have. Not that how you look and feel or anything is bad the way it is, but we could all improve. So I just want to leave you with this understanding that it's up to you. You are living in the body you're in because of the choices that you've made. You can change the body that you're in by the choices that you make. Wow. <laughs> Give it to me, bro. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, wow, people. Um, I'm sure you have a man or a woman that needs to see this show. So share this with them. Write a review. Follow Clark. And until next time, Fit Fam, I'm out. Oh.